Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of The Album Argument. My name is Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so glad you are here in podcast land to hear us talk about pros and cons, things we love and like or hate about albums. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we are talking about 311's Grassroots. Now, the reason why I picked this record, now this is a record that I have picked for Jeremy to listen to. Jeremy has no context on this record, why I picked it or anything of that nature. His job is to solely just listen to the record and tell me and tell us in listener land what it is he likes about the record, what he doesn't like. He's to pick a song that he feels like is the best on the record and pick one that he feels like is the absolute worst. And we will discuss from there. But first, a little bit of background information. 311 released Grassroots back in July of 1994, making this a super wicked old record now. <laughs> um, it was it went gold, which is awesome. Oh, you know, nice. they, they, they went gold. Uh, it was produced by the legendary Eddie Offord, like super cool. Uh, the first two 311 records actually were produced by Eddie Offord. Uh, the first one was uh, 311's music, now Grassroots. And then surprisingly for their next record after this, which was 311's self-titled record, it was produced by Ron St. Germain. And um, so even when they switched to Ron St. Germain, that was still like a a legendary producer as well. But it's just kind of neat to to see that uh, these musicians from Omaha, Nebraska – who play a mix of like hip hop, ska, reggae, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like hard rock, rap, all of it together. They've got these legendary producers to help them out and set them set them straight and going. Before we get into the album, Jay, how you doing? Um, I'm doing very well. How, how are you? I'm getting there. Um, I got some nice <laughs> cold coffee over here. Yes. I'm enjoying that. It is nice and sunny outside. I know in podcast lane you can't see the sun, but I, sun I always helps. It. Yeah, sun does help. It's been hot. We are outside of Atlanta. And it has been really, really miserably hot lately. But this week they say it's a dry heat. Ooh, a dry heat. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is. Uh, Jay, Jay, and I are both. Jeremy here. He and I are both fathers. Uh, Jay has twins that are five. Yep. And I have a son and daughter, uh, fifteen and thirteen. And for those, if you haven't listened to the first episode, Jeremy and I grew up together. We went to school together. We played in many bands together. We're both music. We're both teachers and music teachers, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and we've stayed in contact after all these years, yeah, which is super awesome. He's grown up with my family. Uh, my family's grown up around him and his family. And one of the things that's really neat is, is seeing kids grow and play music and stuff. And, and your kids are really getting into music. My kids are not into music at all, which is a really big <laughs> bummer for me, <sighs> but long story short, hey, you can't force them, right? So, yeah, you, you can, know. even though they're not into music, they are into right now swimming. They, they swim for a swim team and it's been nice going to the pool, watching them swim and compete and stuff. I love that. But what I don't love is being out in this Atlanta heat. You got to get to an indoor pool. You know, we did that. We raced a team the other day. It was like two weeks ago. We raced a team that had an indoor pool. And I'll tell you what, it was even worse. Yeah, the humidity. It or, was yeah. so muggy and humid inside there. I was I was going to die. I, I thought I was literally going to die. So, yeah, there's that. So, I am writing this on my notes. Kids should not join the swim team. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I would highly suggest Just they do kidding. That. No, they can do for my kids choosing what they want to do. There you go. All right. So, back to what we're actually here for. Sorry for the tangent there, people in listener land. Um, today, again, we're talking about 311's Grassroots, their second record. I'm super excited for this record. 
I am so excited to hear what you, Jeremy, have to say about 311's Grassroots. Now, I picked this record because I'm a fan of 311. I, I very much am. This is not my favorite 311 record. Um, I love this record. I love a lot of things about it. I love hearing it live when I've gone and seen them in concert. Um, I, I've seen them in concert probably around seven times, seven or eight times, and they put on an amazing show. Absolutely amazing. When was the most recent time? Uh, a couple years ago, uh, we, my wife and I went to Lakewood to see them. It was probably 2015, 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. So it's been a few years. But, I mean, I'm getting older. No, no. I yeah, just wondered so. if it was, you know, kind of in the more, more recent or a while ago. I or, would love you know. to see them. Like, if they were playing here tomorrow, I would be there in a heartbeat because just jamming and listening to them, uh, jamming out my truck and stuff, and I, I miss seeing them live. Is that uh, one that you have somewhere? No, I don't have any thought, 311 I swore, tattoos. I, I swore you did. I, I wanted one for the longest okay. time. Not, I have not yet gotten a 311 tattoo. That's one that I'm surprised that you don't. I know, uh, right? Right. Um, so in high school, I used to wear 311 t-shirts all the time, and I tried to get other people into them and stuff, and it, our group of friends weren't, there weren't a lot of big fans of 311. 3-1-1? 3-1-1. All right, Jeremy, tell us. Tell us your thoughts about 311's grassroots. All right, so I guess the background, kind of comparing it to uh, Ryan, and you said last time when you listened to the previous episode, episode one on uh, Kid A, um, I listened to this while I was sort of cleaning slash um, putting in shelving shelves oh, for nice. our, our closet for my wonderful wife and kids while they were out of town. So, oh, that's awesome. Anyway, so I was listening to this, and I was somewhat familiar with the album. I am familiar with 311 from your, you know, your... your uh, Forced listening, but also, <laughs> you know, they're, they're on the radio, things like that. So, yeah. so I'm a, I'm familiar with 311. I like some of their music, I, things I, like that. I did force you to listen to them. When you used to ride with me places, <laughs> I forced you to hear them. <laughs> so it was good to kind of reminisce. Now, I admit, I did not recognize this album as much. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I recognize that it was a little earlier looking at Spotify. That's my, um, let's say, current streaming choice. So you can see all the, the years, which is really nice, not you know, unlike what we used to do in the past where you actually had to go buy an album and all of that. Yep. So anyway, so seeing kind of where it was, um, so I started listening to it and, um, I like the first one, Home homebrew. Brew. Yep. And then, um, I will admit after that, I would just wasn't as much of a fan. Oh. So, um, <laughs> You know, we, we give each other a couple albums at a time. The other album, I won't say at the time, at, at the moment, you know, I, I that one I kind of gravitated towards right away. And, you know, I was Understood. listening to my albums. And, you know, I'm not against 311, but um, just, um, I don't know, just, I, I, it was hard to kind of grab on and get. To, I, I don't know, access the songs or, you know, things like that. And not it necessarily just, saying they're bad or anything. but It wasn't know. for you. Yeah, just not for me. Um, you know, Homebrew has a cool chorus hook. And um, even the next one was at Lucky, like a cool guitar tone and things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I don't mean to judge based on uh, song titles. Mm -hmm. But then some of the song titles get a little crazy. Yes, yes, and, they do. Um, I'm not e even going to say number three out loud. I don't know. I don't... No, that's okay. You don't have to. Okay. Um, and then um, or number thirteen um, <laughs> and things like that. So I'm not trying to judge. No, I, hate I to understand. Be the one to judge, but you know, I just and 
I just admit I have not listened to it as much just because it was harder to kind of grab on. But yeah. I do appreciate the difference in styles. And is it Peanut? Peanut is the Peanut bass player. The bass player, yes. being a bass player myself, and appreciate the lines, and I like the do- the double vocals mm-hmm. throughout. I mean, that's just kind of typical three eleven. So yes, but I don't know. I just I can't say there's one song in particular that I don't like. It's just after song one, it just fell off and, for you. Yeah, and I, I promise I did listen to it. I just haven't listened to it as much. Just it, it just fell off. And, and, and you know what? Know. That's fair. I can totally appreciate that and totally understand that. Um, if a new three eleven listener was to come and sit in front of me right now, or somebody that I was really trying to introduce the band to, this album is not one that I would actually give them. So you're probably thinking, like, why is this the one I chose for you? But it's because you are a musician, and I felt like you would appreciate certain uh, stylings, the changes, the shifts uh from they uh this album has a lot of of melody shifts like through the songs and that's one of the things i really liked about it you mentioned peanut peanut is an amazing bass player in fact on this album he plays a five-string bass um peanut has played in my i believe he has played warwick basses his whole career i I i'm thinking so um five-string bass uh i love how they call him out on the songs you know one of the songs like peanut beat that thing he's just a you know like i love that they they support him like that um the dual vocals between Nick Hexum and uh, S.A. Martinez or Doug Martinez uh, as he's, you know, I, I guess he's more known as S.A. Martinez, but Doug Martinez is his name. Um, I feel like they contrast with each other very well. They go yeah. back and forth incredibly well. Um, I appreciate the the, the, the the selection of Homebrew. Homebrew is a great song and it is a staple in their live shows. They I play Homebrew it, a lot. Let's say it's a, a semi-hit. Uh, maybe yeah. not radio hit, but uh, or it, maybe is. I don't know. I think in like uh, L.A. K Rock era, like yeah. that. I think it was there, but um, it, it wasn't out here in Atlanta. Now, one thing that's interesting you you probably don't know is that there was a music video shot for Homebrew, and there was there was Wait, what's a music video? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this day and age, uh, there was a music video shot. And if I'm not mistaken, again, I believe that the live sections, like where it shows the band playing live and stuff, that was filmed here in Atlanta at our very own Masquerade, oh, nice. uh, in the the outside part of the Masquerade, where they would do the small uh, outdoor concerts there oh, okay. before. I guess that that it changed yeah, over and it's moved down. and whatever. It's happened. Yeah, yeah. So that was filmed, I think, back in 1994, um, with the release of the record. So that that's kind of cool. That they, you know, 311 has a lot of love for Atlanta and, and they, they've nice. expressed that a lot. Uh, and I really appreciate that. So that's kind of a neat little thing to go with it. Now, uh, I'm actually surprised that you did not pick the song 816 AM. Uh, that's here. Can we listen to that one really quickly? So just the the opening like do 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 and then the bass line you know like that's just awesome. And as a yeah. bass player, I thought that I'm like I'm listening to this back and I'm going, "Oh, Jay's so going to pick this right here." So, yeah, I guess I'm a I'm a funny bass player in terms of um I don't like the typical bassists and bass lines. I gotcha. might respect like Peanut and things like that. But yeah. like the Les Claypool, the 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 solo bass and slapping and all of that. You know, I don't know. I just it, it's a cool line. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It's I, uh, I mean, I guess with the oh, it's got marimba or something in the background. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a smooth, smooth jazz. I don't know. I hear it more for the music on the surface rather yeah. than diving into it, and it's cool. But I don't know. Yeah, I just I didn't take to it. I feel you. Okay, so play a little section of homebrew since that was your pick for like what you did like. It's a, it's it's kind of poppy. I mean, it's a great great album opener, mm-hmm. which I guess that's another thing that um, should mention in terms of this album argument that it's sometimes difficult to not pick the hit and or the first song. It is, and as the best one, and then also pick not pick, let's say the last one or the quieter song as the worst song. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've thought a lot about that a ton, and you know. It, it, it's it's it is hard because sometimes we we listen to albums and we think oh man the record producers didn't know what they were thinking when they released this as a single but sometimes and oftentimes they actually do or or the record companies I guess I should say not the producers but the companies sometimes they do know what they're doing and I feel like that homebrew was actually a good um, concept of what that album what grassroots as an album was going to sound like. Um, so Homebrew is a great song. Uh, 8.16 a.m. is a wonderful song as well. It's very chill, very relaxed. Um, my kids like that part at the at, at the very end where it, uh, Nick Hexum singing. He talks about how he has to go and do homework and stuff. I mean, he's an adult when he wrote, the, you know, but it's like just that that little, you know, have to go do some homework. They, they totally love that. Uh, Omaha Styley is a wonderful track. So I like the gated reverb, but yeah. that's ner- that's nerding out in terms of my audio side. But. So when you first start listening to that, that's what it comes up, and then it kicks into a ba 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 ba, you know, ba da 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 da, you know, it, it it shifts really nicely, very beautifully, and that's one thing I can say I love about this record: the melodies keep shifting, and they're really cool. Uh, but my overall and that that song actually, Omaha Styley, is actually a really cool song about them surviving an RV fire, um, mm. and their first tour. My absolute favorite song on this record is called Applied Science, and that is because it comes in, it hits you hard, it, it immediately gets you pumped, you know, the first the first line of the song is nod your head to this, and then, Jay, there's a drum solo in the song, and the drum solo is amazing, and then it kicks back with the rest of the song, and it's just, oh, it fits it's tight it's a good concept song and i'll tell you right now seeing them live when they played applied science live they stretch out that drum solo to be around five six minutes long and all the band members come out and do different solo parts with different drums and it is awesome so i love it's funny because i i love the song on the record as is and i would not stretch that drum solo out for anything but seeing them live and then seeing that and hearing that longer version it's even better but I like them equally. Sure. I love applied science. Go ahead and let's get a listen to that.
I guess to jump into it, I guess one thing that I struggle with with this album, looking at the year, it's 94. Yeah. Um, you know, quality-wise, is not bad at the album. No, not for that time. Compared to their later albums, because I did have to go uh, admit that I went and listened to them. I go, well, I thought I liked 311 more, yeah. and I listened to the later albums. And I think the, let's say, the either the recording, production, mixing, got a little cleaner, got a little clearer. This is a little bit more raw that maybe yes. the original fans would love this album because of that. But when I listen to that, like, I do like that, but like the, the, the vocals are mixed down low. Yes. You know, compared to 2022. It's it's kind of quiet. The guitar is a little bit more raw. It's just not as clean, and I don't know as. That's when I try to turn my audio brain off and not listen for those things. Yeah, but I think some of that I listened to and heard that throughout, and then that kind of maybe influenced me not liking it as well. Oh no, I, admit. I can totally understand that. This is a very muddy, dirty, raw record, um, and that's one of the things I do like because this this record. If you were asking like, what would Three Eleven sound like live, but on a record? This would be the record I'd say go listen to. This is, to me, their closest live album that is actually a studio album that they have in their whole catalog. Um, so I, I love that you pointed that out. Thank you. Um, there's some other great, uh, great, great songs on there. Uh, let's see. Silver's great. Grassroots. The title track is awesome. Loose is wonderful. But the one song that I absolutely do not like, and, and it's it's not that I don't like this song. It's just it, I, I listen to this record. I skip the song every single time. It's called Tired. Um, and it actually comes right after applied science. So I'm, I'm, I'm writing high on applied science. And then this next track kicks in. So this song, the reason why I do not like this song, and, and it's no no offense to Doug Martinez or any of the other um, writers, but Nick Hexum is the primary songwriter for 311. And there's a reason why he's the primary songwriter. And if you look at all the other albums that they've done, yes, all the band members contribute in some way, shape, or form. But Nick Hexum is pretty much present on every song. And on this record, this is the one song that he did not help write. And it shows it, this song has no chorus. It has no destination. It doesn't know where it's going. It's only about, it's less than two minutes too. It's, it's very short. It's very short. And it, it, now for Doug S.A. Martinez, like his, his vocals are, are good on this. I feel like they're really good. The music is good. It's just, it doesn't have for the record it, it to me it does not fit on the record because it doesn't have a concept it doesn't have now i've talked about the shifting of of tones and melodies and stuff like that and what i really like this does that a lot but it doesn't have a destination it doesn't have an endpoint doesn't have a purpose and so if i was to say like listen to this record this would be the song i would skip interesting so. i mean i i think albums also uh have let's say filler songs, not to call this a filler, you know, but it's interesting that there are 14 songs on the album. Yes. Right. Uh, And what the total is uh, 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes, 12 seconds. Yep. So um, yeah, it's interesting. It's there. I actually kind of like it at the beginning. The beginning is is great. Right. But like you said, there's no destination, but uh, you know, I wonder that, you know, maybe could be inner band, 
politics or let's give them a, it's a song. You know, it's, it is possible. You know, George had to have a few songs. The rest <laughs> of the Beach Boys had to have a few songs. You know, you got to do what you got to do to keep yeah. the band going. Um, but also, I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting that you said that. That it still just doesn't flow. It just so. doesn't feel right to me. But that's okay. I love I love three eleven. I love them to death, and I really hope that everybody out there who's listening to this does go in and listens to them, whether it's this record or another one of theirs. Um, this is one of my favorite bands of all time, even though it's not one of my favorite records. I mean, like I do love this record. But there's other 311 records I'd say go to before this one. I still hope that y'all go out there and support them. Spotify, Apple, wherever it is you listen to music, please go support them. Yes, yes. Uh, one last uh, quick note from me. I almost wonder, in terms of this song, going back to this, just had a thought. Yeah. Maybe it was like the predecessor to the interlude. Ooh. Would you call it more of like an interlude? Like a, a lot of modern albums, yeah, rap albums, of- things like that, have interlude one, interlude two. Yeah. Or they might ha- give a name to it. But I, it, maybe I, thinking about it like that, maybe that song serves that purpose and seeing where it falls in the album since it falls directly right in the middle yes i could i I would say that that actually would be a an interlude then um however i don't think it was intended to be um i applaud them for their efforts i mean they're better musicians than i will ever be but it just i just feel like it missed the mark and i wonder in today's time too 14 songs would be trimmed to maybe Eight to ten. Yeah. So that one would have been left. That off. would have definitely been left. A few off. of these other songs. So yeah, albums change, and so yes. in '94, you know, the heyday, they're trying to maybe put out a good demo to get gigs or whatever. Yep. It wasn't a demo. Sorry, not to degrade the the music. It was their second album, but you know that it serves its purpose. So I wonder how this would stack up to today. That's a great thought. That's interesting. Actually, that's a great question out there. If you're listening and you want to uh, give your words and thoughts on it, please uh, comment. Let us know what you think. Would this album stand? First off, does it stand the test of time? Would it been trimmed down? Would certain songs have been left off if it was released nowadays? Whatever you think, share it with us. We love thoughts. We love comments. We love concerns and critiques because that is exactly what we are doing. We are critiquing records as two educators and two musicians or whatever you want to call us fans of music. We we are open to critiques. That's totally cool. Yes, and again, please support 311 and go check out Grassroots and all the rest of their albums on Spotify, Apple Music, any of the services. Um, We don't get any kickback, but we just want you to support the musicians so then hopefully they continue to make money so then they they can write more music and give us more music. Heck yes, and also support us too. Like, comment, subscribe, whatever it is you want to do to help us out. We appreciate it greatly. We're just two dads having a good time talking records until next time everybody please get together and join us for our next drop of our podcast episode coming soon coming soon deuces we are out deuces